1: Welcome back, afternoon drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my guys at Rocky Mountain Eurosport in Denver and Parker, Josh does a great job out there. He is the owner. He and his sales team team are totally going to hook you up because you're not working with some big dealership that is selling volume. It's an intimate buying experience because you know what? Everyone deserves an intimate buying experience, meaning it's one-on-one, no high-pressure sales. So whether it's foreign, domestic, luxury ride, they're going to totally hook you up. They're going to get you the right car at the right price. They also service all makes and models, and they have fantastic finance options. If you're going to go someplace, you want a luxury car, man, you got to go to Rocky Mountain Eurosport in Denver and Parker. Go for a test drive today or find them at rmurosport.com. Time now. For the lead.
0: The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk.
1: Okay, hey Mace, uh, I'm going to be the first one to tell you. I totally took this off Twitter because I saw that uh, Zach Stevens put it out there. Uh, on your podcast today, he put out on Twitter the Broncos quarterback board has some changes after the combine. That's exactly what he wrote. He wrote Sam Howell and Carson Strong are up, Kenny Pickett is down, but Malik Willis is still fighting for the number one spot. So I'm asking you this very directly. Is this something you have heard at the combine through sources or is this something that you guys just generally believe?
2: It's a uh, kind of generally believing in guesswork. That's all I, I wouldn't. Well, that's, that's the, the type
1: of journalism we expect on this show uh, and on TNVR.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think uh, saying that that is the list, I think, I think it was, with all respect to Zach, I think he was being a little bit too. uh so He, hooked me. Uh, he hooked me. He catfished me. Yeah, I mean, but that's sort of the way things work in social media, right? You're trying to hook oh. people in. I mean, we're we're trying to kind of take a look at what the Broncos have said, what they're emphasizing, and just kind of get get nuggets. The only the only people who know how the list looks are inside that room, and and I don't think they're telling.
1: Well, you better so. get, you better have a pretty good budget tonight when you go out, run into some Broncos coaches, liquor them up and get them talking with, oh, well, with, with that, with yeah. that, is that what you believe? Apparently that's what Zach believes. And certainly has a right to his opinion. He does a fantastic job for DNVR. But do you believe Sam Howell and Carson strong are up? Pickett is down. Malik Willis still fighting for the number one spot. Is that your order as well? In theory. um, Cause you guys go at I'm it on getting, the show. I love that. Yeah, you guys go I'm, at it. And the funny yeah. thing is you and I really don't go at it. We tend to agree on like 90% of the stuff that we talk I about. Don't,
2: I, I don't, you know what? I really and the other 10% my, you're hey, wrong. I don't like kind of saying, okay, this is how they had, they have it. I think it's, it's entirely possible that, so that, that Malik Willis did move up, but I think he moved up in a lot of teams' estimations uh, by the way he interviewed. That's sort of a uh, that, that's sort of a general general consensus around here. I think uh, I, I think Sam Howell is certainly certainly uh, appeared to have done a good job in his interviews as well, and I think he may have kind of elevated himself. A little bit. And I think, with again, with Kenny Pickett, I think the, the reason why you'd say he's down is probably the the confirmation that his hand size was uh, was eight and a half inches and not not so much the way he uh, the, the way he interviewed. I You know, it's it's all kind of speculation and hearsay at this point. Right. I mean, we're just kind of trying to figure things out.
1: I got to tell you, I feel very badly for Kenny Pickett. I, I'm oh, sure he has busted his tail to get where he has gotten. Um, He had a fantastic senior year at Pitt. I'm sure he was an an accomplished quarterback in high school. I'm sure he studies film. I'm guessing. I shouldn't say I'm sure. I'm guessing he studies film. He works really hard to be the best that he could be. And then he is being told by 90% of the people out in Indianapolis right now, I don't care what you've done. Your problem is something you can't control. How would yeah. you like to feel? How would you like to be told that?
2: I mean, Doug, it was kind of what Doug Flutie was told back in the day, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, we're going to reject you because you're you're too short. I mean, shoot, uh, but that was different.
1: I mean, I Doug Flutie was not. I mean, what was he? Five nine, if that.
2: Five ten. Okay. And, he, uh, and 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 Jack Del Rio a couple of years ago when I am Shafter's podcast. Uh, l- spilled the beans that literally the reason uh, why the Broncos went with Brock Osweiler over Russell Wilson was because they were scared uh, that he was going to be too short to succeed that no quarterback that that no quarterback at uh, 5'11 had ever become a fan- franchise quarterback I got to say is there really change, a di- that's that's changed the, the problem the problem is okay it's the whole groupthink thing nobody everyone is a affra- everyone is af- afraid they think oh because it hasn't been done before because because it hasn't been done before it never will and yet things evolve and some and you know you can't be afraid to be the first through the wall if you look if you believe in Kenny Picky if you believe in his processor you believe in his leadership you believe in his decision making you believe in his accuracy if you believe in those things then pick him and and to and and you made a good point that you can have big hands, like Dak Prescott did, and still a fumbling problem this past year. It's not a
1: cure-all. Is there a big difference to you between five eleven and six feet? Honestly, uh, no. Is there a big difference between six one and five ten?
2: Uh, yeah, I think three there inches is. A, little, a little bit. A little bit. I think
1: there is. There is. Yeah. Let's let's be perfectly honest.
2: I mean, I'd say two two inches, three inches is where you start noticing the difference. How how much? Three inches. I agree. Yeah, two inch two inches, as our friend Benjamin Albright Benjamin Albright would say, two inches stayed on your tippy toes. What more do you see on your tippy toes than you see standing flat?
1: Into somebody's bedroom? Oh. Anyway. <laughs> so So okay. The the directions your mind goes sometimes. I know. It's and, and then I say it out loud. So Let's look at height just for a second. Uh-huh. To, here's one way to look at height. For me, if somebody is six foot and somebody's 5'11", uh-huh. let's use basketball. Can that person easily block your shot without jumping? Right? Right. Three inches, they probably can. Not easily, but they probably can, unless you're cocking the ball way behind your head. Uh-huh. So if Jack Del Rio and, I don't know, John Fox and John Elway, had a big problem with Russell Wilson being how tall five eleven, and there really isn't uh, yeah five eleven, and there really isn't that much of a difference between six foot and five eleven. They know who Drew Brees is, right? Have they ever heard of Drew yeah. Brees? Because he's only six feet.
2: Oh yeah, and by the way, uh, and he'd been in the league for a long time. Well, it's funny you mentioned Drew Brees because Nathaniel Hackett acknowledged that there was a point in his career when especially early when he did put a lot of emphasis on, on height and measurables sure. said one of the th- people that changed it for him was watching, was Drew Brees and watching him. Exactly. He mentioned, he said he gave two names, one a QB, one, not a QB, Drew Brees and Rondé Barber and Rondé Barber. He was around in Tampa Bay right. when he was on the Buccaneers staff and Drew Brees being with the Bucks meant that he saw Drew Brees slicing up his team twice a year. And that changed the thing you'll hack its perspective pretty quickly on measurables. Right. And that's why and, and mm-hmm. I say
1: this all the time. What's more? What would you rather have? A guy with a rocket arm and a slow processor or a guy with a fast processor, I'm talking above the neck, and mm-hmm. an arm that's a a little bit above average. What would you rather have?
2: I'd rather have the processor.
1: Yeah. And you know who I just described? Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. His
2: superpower was his brain.
1: That's right. Same with Tom Brady. Same with the greats. Yeah. Same, most of the greats truly understand the game and they think quickly. And in that two and a half, three seconds, they have a chance to throw the ball. They can go through their progressions and they can get the ball off and generally speaking, complete the ball. No matter how strong your arm is, if you are late and a cornerback is closing, you got an interception. Yep. I'm glad that George Payton has come around to this line of thinking. That's where Elway always made a mistake. He, Elway was not the, the, the height of Osweiler or Lynch. By the way, Paxton Lynch, some of the biggest hands in NFL history as well. I think he was 11th all time on yeah. the list. You want to hear how pathetic it is for Paxton Lynch? So I looked this up. Hand size. Historically, mm-hmm. So yeah. they showed all these players. Jim Drunken Miller's number one. I believe Drunken Miller. Not, not, you said Drunken Miller. I did. <laughs> and I don't want to be corrected. Drunken oh. Miller. Drunken Miller. Oh. Okay. Number one on the list. Dak Prescott's number two. And then a bunch of guys who had marginal careers after that. Mm-hmm. All of them in their playing uniforms, right? Yep. Paxton Lynch was in his uniform that he had at the combine. Ooh. What does that tell you? about his (laughs) NFL career that they couldn't really find a picture of him in a Broncos uniform because he barely played coming up after the break Broncos say they will leave no stone unturned when it comes to finding a quarterback one team is actually doing that and has done that literally calling every team according to reports who is it? that's next
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Harmazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Harmazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Goodman Mason Watch watches MileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale. Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar. My guy, Chad, the owner, he has done it all in Lakewood. Uh, For those of you that joined us for the charity event last week, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They have a full pool hall there. You know there's live music there with no cover. They also have all the sports packages, terrific food, and easily the best happy hour, not just in Lakewood, but... In Colorado, maybe in the United States. I mean, it's two for one on well, wine, and all drafts from three until seven every single day. Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood, it really does have something for everyone. Time now The Buzz.
0: The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. Okay, the Broncos say they're going to leave no stone
1: unturned when it comes to looking for a quarterback. Washington has actually acted on that, according to ESPN's John Kime. The commanders called every single team in the league to inquire about their quarterback availability. That includes the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's role play. You can be George Payton, and I'll be the GM for the Chiefs. You start first. Brett. Brett Veach.
2: It's uh, George Payton. How you doing? Hey, what's up? What's up, George? How's the new job hey. going? Uh, you know, so far, so good. We Go had ahead. a good draft last year. Not a good season. Um, hey, I wanted to ask you about uh, uh, what it might take to trade for Patrick Mahomes. What, what price tag are you looking at? What? <laughs> Click.
1: Click. Uh, Click. Yeah. Click. So with that, Washington GM Martin Mayhew. Well, he obviously cord- called George Payton if it's true that he called every team. There's only one quarterback worth trading for, in theory, on the Broncos roster, all due respect to Brett Ripon, or as, uh, as Nathaniel Hacken calls him, Rip. So, I'm guessing he called about Drew Locke. How do you think that conversation went?
3: Uh
2: <laughs> I mean. Okay, hey, i tell you what. i
1: tell you what. Yeah. You, you, you know You We're going to role play again. You be Martin Mayhew. I will. I'll be George Payton. Yeah. Okay. Hey. You ready? Okay. Yep. Hey, George, Martin Mayhew, all right, are my friend?
2: I'm a. Uh, I thought you were gonna be anyway sorry
1: no i want to be i'd like to be mayhew uh you you be george
2: Hey, i'm i'm all i'm all I, right. okay. you know doing? what
1: i'll be george you be martin all go right. ahead we'll okay. keep it consistent
2: hey uh george it's uh martin mayhew from the washington commanders how you doing today what's up marty yeah um listen you know we're looking for a little more quarterback and uh uh tell me what do you you know what would you accept to take uh, Drew Locke off your hands and uh, give him a shot in Denver and give him a shot here with Washington? seems like he's on the outs out there.
1: Come on. This is a crank call.
2: Ha! <laughs> uh,
1: Come on, Marty. This can't be. Is this for am – I, am I in candid camera? Where's Alan Funt, who's going to pop out of a closet?
2: Yeah. I mean <sighs> – I imagine that Peyton just probably said something to the effect of that. We're not going to, you know, we're, we're exploring all avenues ourselves. No, he wanted
1: No, no, no. He wanted to know about the
2: availability
1: of Drew Locke.
2: Well, yeah, that, 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 you know, at this moment, he's not available at the, look, you would say that if you're George Peyton,
1: you'd say Drew Locke is untouchable. He's not available.
2: Uh, I think they want to see what they're going, what kind of hand they're going to be dealt here in the trade free agency market. And then I think you'd see a deal.
1: Oh, I think you deal them now. <laughs> you, you know that you're probably going to draft a quarterback. You know that you're going to go after a free agent. Now, the only thing that hurts your cause by trading Locke now is the agent for the free agent will command more money. That's mm-hmm. the danger you have because the agent will say, you don't have anybody on your roster. Who else are you going to get? Yeah. And then the answer is, well, we're talking to some other quarterbacks, not just you, pal. So don't try, don't don't try and strong arm me because I know there aren't GMs lining up around the block to get Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota. So please, save it.
2: Yeah. Oh boy. I mean, it's it's just funny to me. Like that it, that if he indeed called every team, what that conversation was like about Drew Locke. How about because one because it does not it, look. I mean it does not appear to that um Locke is anything more than a a deep contingency plan if plans a b C d e and F go awry at this point. I find it
1: hard to believe that he called every team in the league.
2: you know why because it's a lot of phone calls
1: no. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's role play again. Okay. And Uh, you can be Martin may, you can be Martin Mayhew. And for those that don't know the name, you'll tell us who he is. Okay. I'll be Scott Fitterer. Okay. The GM of the Panthers. Yep. Go ahead. Let's have this conversation.
2: Scott, uh, Martin Mayhew from, uh, the Washington commanders. How you doing, man? Hey, how are you, Martin? Hey, I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, you know. Well, you know, you you know, we, we, we had a you know we had a little bit of a rough season this year. We're trying to get it right. And uh, look, we're taking a long, hard look at the quarterback position. Um uh what what are your what are your thoughts on uh, on on Sam Darnold? What would it take to take him off your hands?
1: Wow. Um if if you're willing to eat all eighteen million <laughs> of his salary that we yep. just re-signed him for, he's yours. We don't need any we'll take an eighth round draft pick.
2: Yeah, you know something? And just get all off the the con the no, eighth round draft, eighth round draft pick. That's funny. Think, but uh, the fun you know, the funny thing is Taylor Heineke is also a former Panther. You know, right? Yeah. And uh, Taylor Heineke is better than Sam Darnold. Right. Yeah. I thought he would have a better season. He looked good early. Remember? Yeah, he did. Yep. They started three and zero. He looked he, he he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. I mean, I think there were some signs even then that it wasn't sustainable. But uh, the the thing with Sam Darnold and and uh, and reason why Carolina is you know another team that is basically turning over every trash can at this point is um at this point now it's a uh, it's fool me once shame on you, fool me twice shame on me. And now Sam Darnold's been around the league for years, and he's been a starter all four of those years. And he's proven he's not it. I mean, what, what do you cling to here? I, I think, uh, I mean, at least, at least with Drew Locke, you can say only 21 starts. Sam Darnold has full, four full seasons as a starter. You know, at this point, you know who and what he is. He's just a guy.
1: Here's something else. Tell me what all these guys have in common.
2: Okay. Matt
1: Leinart, Mark Sanchez, Matt Barkley, Rodney Pete. John David Booty, Rob Johnson, Todd Marinovich, Vince Evans. What do they all have in common? Do 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 do. And because They're they SC came, and because they came from SC, people thought, "Hey, major conference. They love to pass the ball. There, these guys are going to be good NFL quarterbacks." Yeah. The only guy who was any good, and still, for lack of a better phrase, underachieved, was Carson Palmer because of where yeah. he was drafted.
2: Pat Hayden wasn't bad back in the day. You, you're you're
1: right. going way. You're going back in the day where you weren't. You were in diapers.
2: Yeah, but you mentioned Vince Evans, so I figured, all right, we're we're talking about retro quarterbacks.
1: Well, we we are. Um, I yeah. mean, what year were you born again?
2: Seventy-six.
1: Yeah, and you don't remember the nineteen seventy-nine Super Bowl like I do. Actually, that was Vince Ferragamo. Was that Ferragamo or is that yeah, uh, Pat Hayden. Hayden
2: got, Hayden got hurt that year. Oh yeah.
1: yeah yeah pat hayden was fine T- terrible athletic director at sc but a very yeah. good quarterback but good
2: quarter you know he he was actually a, he was a smart quarterback with limited physical gifts
1: yeah by the way matt castle was also a quarterback to come out of usc
2: as a backup remember Yeah. <laughs> that he he was a, a backup who got drafted i think i think he was Leinert's backup right i believe so, i believe yeah none of them worked
1: out by, yeah. by the way, uh, something that I saw, remember I told you I looked up the uh, list of uh, quarterbacks with the biggest hand size because we were talking about Kenny Pickett? Oh, yeah. What's one of the most famous fumbles in NFL history? Um, I'll give you a hint. This quarterback played for the Broncos for a very, 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 very short amount of time and didn't make the roster. And we happen to be talking about the same school that we're talking about now.
2: Oh, Mark Sanchez, butt fumble. Right.
1: And he has some of the biggest hands as a quarterback in NFL history.
2: Yep. That's very true.
1: And that puts a nice tight bow around our Kenny Pickett conversation for the day in his small gloves and probably small shoes. Coming up after the break, my favorite pinata was terrific last night for the Nuggets. And you really have to wonder, is he really blown an opportunity? Talking about Will Barton. That's next. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending.
0: What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co. Okay, Mace,
1: let's uh, talk about Will Barton. Uh, we've talked about him quite a bit, uh, but he had a real stinker last night. And it sounds like I'm picking on him, but there's only one reason why I'm picking on him because he's the guy who said, I should be a starter in this league. That's the only reason. If he didn't say that, I would not be harping on it with him. Okay. Went 0 for 9 last night from three point range. The Nuggets got embarrassed by the Thunder, who are not a good team. From three point range, his last two games, he's 0 for 14. He was 1 for 10 overall in yesterday's game. More worrisome, six for 36 in three-point range in the Nuggets' last six games. I have talked to more than a few people who follow the Nuggets, cover the Nuggets, I should say, and they were big Will Barton supporters. They have cooled on him like a block of ice, and I'm not talking about over the last six games.
2: Yeah, and it's funny because as I was – I was able to see some bits and pieces of of the Nuggets game uh, last night, watching from afar out here. And uh, I, I, Danny, Danny brought up uh, Nuggets OKC. We talked about Will Barton and what you said kind of echoed in my mind. And he he was of course uh, he needed two three pointers. If we talk, and and Danny kind of mentioned, hey, does he kind of go? Does he try to uh, you know go to? Uh, to become the Nuggets all-time leader in three points made. because so He's tried to do that. Well, he kept on shooting last night, even though it wasn't falling, to the tune of 0 for 9. Right. And shooter, shooter, shoot, the cliche, that's what's been said since time immemorial. I get it, but uh, right now, Will Barton's actively hurting the team.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ironic that the guy he is chasing is a guy who is just like Will Barton, a guy who had no conscience who will shoot even if it's not falling. Sometimes you just have to accept it's not your night. And listen, he might be feeling pressure. It would be nice to be in the record books. I totally understand that. But starters, really good players, are going to hit a couple of those. Now, the Nuggets are eventually going to go to full strength. Hopefully this season, MPJ will be back uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. Jamal Murray might come back. I mean, if we're being completely honest, the number one option is Jokic. Then it's going to be Murray then it's going to be MPJ, and you can make the case it is Will Barton, number four, okay? Should Mm -hmm. Barton be in the starting lineup? Knowing he's fourth at best on the list, because you can make a case for Aaron Gordon if you want to.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. I'd say probably fifth. I'd trust Gordon right now more. Yep. I mean, and and, and then it becomes a, a matter of what type of lineup do you want to start Um who who do you actually want to have out there? Do you want to go with an uh, a, a, a less balanced lineup, perhaps? Um, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not put this way. If you are getting back to full strength, and I know it's it's obviously it's different positions. We bones and Will Barton don't play the same position. All right, mm-hmm. but what if you're talking about that role to provide that kind of? Instant offense, that three-point threat, right? To, to get hot, put a couple in the hole, galvanize the team. Sometimes I feel better about this team when Bones is playing that role than Will. Yeah. You know
1: what? If Will Barton wants an award, I've got a perfect one for him. He's not going to win the MVP. So I have the only other award that he can win. And he's mm-hmm. capable of doing it. Do what Tyler Harrow is doing with Miami. He is by far and away the frontrunner to win the NBA's Sixth Man Award. Yeah. He has, pl- he has started 10 games this year talking about Harrow. And he is neck and neck with Jimmy Butler for the scoring lead. Plays 33 minutes a game, yet he comes off the bench. Mm-hmm. Will, you should request coming off the bench. You're better off the bench, and I'll tell you why. But his ego won't allow him to do it. Maybe Michael Malone doesn't want to you know, bring him off the bench. He should. If your top three options eventually, see, this was Barton's chance to prove he can be a number two scoring option. Yep. And he has failed miserably. So when the reinforcements come, when the reinforcements come, uh, and you have Jokic, then Murray, then Michael Porter Jr., I'm sorry, dude, you shouldn't be taking 12 shots in the starting lineup. You just shouldn't. You're going to be you and bones will be the number one scoring options coming off the bench. That's where you will get your points and that's where you will have your most impact.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned Harrell. I mean, you, you can go back to NBA history and find legions of players who were just better in that role. Better, better coming in a few minutes into the game, better to ex better to exploit a a fatigue a, a slightly fatigued opponent right you, you know what you can actually be not only a more productive player but even a more a, a very well rewarded player if you are super sub playing 28 to 30 minutes a night right right you everything you dream of will will come to you i mean i, I guess i mean it's a very old school example Kevin McHale was an all-star in a year that he started 10 games, right? Late, in his, late, late in his career, though? No, early. Or was it his early? Fourth se- his fourth season, to start 10 games, was an all-star. And he he kind of defi- defined what a sixth man could be. Right. Right? And the sixth man award and, and, and the sixth man prominence, it all kind of goes back to him. But we see someone like Harrow. Do- I mean, Harrow is legitimately the second best player on a, on a, on a good heat team.
1: Very, very good heat team.
2: Yes, and that and and I'm I'm Will Barton wouldn't be the second best player on this team, but my goodness, he would be much more efficient on a minute by minute basis if he were coming off the bench. And maybe this is a convert when they get back to full strength. This is a conversation. Maybe Michael Malone needs to have with him.
1: Here's something else about Will Barton. Again, I'm going to keep going back to it. I'm going to use his words. Yeah. He should yeah. be a starter in this league. Mm-hmm. The only reason, my opinion, that Tim Conley brought him back was. He could not have a backcourt that didn't feature Murray at all, because didn't know if he was going to play at all this season. We still don't know. That had Faku Campaso, <clears throat> Monte Morris, Austin Rivers, a rookie in Bones Highland. You had to bring back a veteran who you know has the ability to score. That's the only reason Will Barton came back. I'm not so sure he necessarily comes back if. Jamal Murray's healthy this year, but the starters generally speaking at the age that Barton is at okay, and he is he was born in oh wow he's nine years in the league do mm-hmm. good starters in this league make fourteen fifteen thousand dollars
2: a year uh
1: for for um <laughs>
0: <laughs> 14, <000. laughs>
2: 14, 15 million
1: Yeah, fourteen fifteen um, million a year. Really good solid
2: starters. solid starters, but not elite, but solid. Yeah, it's
1: it, it's. I think yeah, it's below. Can. I think it's below the average.
2: It's, like I it's below. Yeah, I mean, it's below. Fa- we factor in younger players, right. On rookie contracts into it. Um, you then then, but if you're talking about just. Guys who are mid-career veterans like Will, it's below average.
1: Right. And not even Tim Conley felt he was worth pretty good starters money, but he accepted it because it was a two-year deal. Mm -hmm. So a a lot of athletes judge themselves against others by how much they are paid. So Mm -hmm. this is Will Barton over the last roughly 365 days. He didn't get a contract. Worthy of what he thought he was worth because Conley was in a pinch and now he had the opportunity to be the number two guy in terms of scoring. And I'm sorry, but he has failed miserably. Your number, you cannot compete for a title. If your number two score is averaging 15 points a game can't. Mm -hmm. And that's on him. And that's absolutely on him.
2: It was the opportunity to, like he, like he said, the, uh, it, being a starter opportunity to show that he could do it. There's two, like he, he's, there's a, there's put it this way. There's a 10.4 points per night gap between first and second, right? Yep. On the nuggets per game basis. The gap between second and third is uh Will Barton, to Aaron Gordon, Gordon 14 and a half will Barton 15. Yet Aaron Gordon is a much better player at the defensive end. Oh gosh. There's no, there's comparison. no, compare. I mean, There's no comparison. I mean, so who is this? Who is the second best player on the Nuggets? By right now, this season, by far, it's Aaron Gordon. It's not close.
1: Pick a team, any team that's marginal in the league. Pick a team, any team that's marginal. Detroit. OK, let's look at Detroit if it comes up here. OK, let's see if my point is proven or it is not. Jeremy Grant is leading the team and scoring at 19 points a game. Old friend. Yep. Cade Cunningham is second in 16 points a game. huh. So Kid Bay is third at 16 points a game. You're talking about a team that isn't good, and their third leading scorer is scoring more than Will Barton. I, I don't have time to go through all 32 teams, but I'd be curious to know how many rosters have their second leading score at 15 points a game, especially teams that are going to be in the playoffs.
2: Right? Well, yeah, let, let's take a comparable team to the Fine. Nuggets. Let's let's take the Dallas Mavericks, right? Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, they're right right there. They're, they're Dallas Mavericks. They're step for step with each other, right? Okay. They, Porzingis they have an Alpha.
1: Porzingis was traded, but he was averaging nineteen points a game. Uh huh. Jalen Brunson, sixteen points a game. Yep. So before Porzingis was traded, Will Barton would have been fourth in scoring. You want to go for oh okay. Okay, I I know I know this is becoming tiresome, but let me go to a really (laughs) bad team. Okay? A team that beat the Nuggets last night. Oklahoma City. Their second leading scorer. I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name, but he'd make a great scrabble word. His last name is Dort. I can't pronounce his first name. He's averaging seventeen points a game. Luquence? Luquence Dort. And Josh Gideon. What's that? Um, Lugents. Lugents.
2: Oh, Lugents. Sounds bad.
1: like something I cough up. After, <laughs> uh, anyway, that's my point. That's my... P- Go through every team. Is the second leading score averaging 15 points a game, and this guy calls himself a starter?
3: Yeah.
1: What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It?
3: Kevin Durant poised for his return to the underwhelming Brooklyn Nets and, and WNBA team find half a million dollars for something that seems more like it should be a story in college sports, not in a pro league. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
1: Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at MaceDenver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now
0: for the final word. The final word. Are you ready? Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan. With Dan McKenzie at the McKenzieFirm.com.
3: just in case you missed it. Kevin Durant has missed the last 21 games for the Brooklyn Nets with a sprained left MCL. The Nets went 5-16 and 16 in his absence, and KD says he's going to be back for tonight's game against the Miami Heat. Before the season began, the Nets were the title favorites, and right behind them, the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets are currently 32-31, and 31 eighth in the east the lakers ninth in the west 27 and 34 is their record both teams have had guys out with injury they've had their own issues they've been dealing with whether it's russell westbrook being on the court for la kyrie irving not being on the court for the brooklyn nets which team has been more disappointing this season
2: wow (laughs) um
1: I think I mean, that's I think that's kind of easy. easy. I think that's kinda easy.
2: I think it's the Lakers easily.
1: Okay. Pers- tell me, tell me what these guys have in common. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, and Dwight Howard. What do they all have in common?
2: They've all been all stars?
1: No, they're all going into the Hall of Fame. And they can't get it together. Yeah. See, here's the thing. With Durant. Now, now he's certainly injury-prone. James Harden's a piece of garbage. So much, in fact, that during the All-Star Draft, he was the last guy taken because Durant didn't want him. And then you have Kyrie Irving, who is a knucklehead, who, and listen, at the end of the day, if you don't want to get the vaccine, that's fine, but at the end of the day, you have cost your team's games. That's the Nets. And then you have the Lakers, who have all this talent, and they can't find a way to get wins. Yeah, there have been injuries. Anthony Davis has only played in 37 games. But you still have Russell Westbrook playing 30 games. Melo's playing 53. LeBron James, he's had injuries, but he's played 44 games. Dwight Howard, he's had some injuries, but he's played. You've had, you have five Hall of Famers on the same team. Yeah. Tell me and- a franchise that has ever had five Hall of Famers on the same team. I understand two guys are coming off the bench. But there's still five Hall of Famers, and by the way, that's a starting lineup. It's not like it's not like you can Anthony Davis can ease Anthony Davis is a power forward. Dwight Howard is a center. LeBron James is a small forward. Uh, Carmelo Anthony can play small forward. LeBron can play another position. You have guys who can play any position. Five Hall of Famers, and they suck.
0: Shame I on mean, them.
2: I, the the cl- you know the closest team that I can think of to that. Is another addition of the Lakers. Remember the 0-4 Lakers that lost to the Pistons in the finals.
1: Well, yes, that had Gary Payton, that had Carl uh, Malone, but they were way past their prime.
2: Well, I mean, Dwight Howard is way past his prime. Okay, that's fair. That's Carmelo fine. And, and who else? Who else did? Who prime. else did they have?
1: Was that Shaq's team?
2: That was Shaq, Kobe, right? Gary Payton, who did? Gary Payton was still a starter. Yeah. And then, Karl, and then Karl Malone played half the half the season. But the thing is, I mean, you have to kind of step back and say, LeBron James, he's still great in year eighteen, right? Yep. Melo is not great in year eighteen. You know what? And Uh-oh. White White Howard is a rotational player in year seventeen. Now, Russell Westbrook, year thirteen, still a great shooter, should be doing. There, that's a there's a that's a disappointment there, no doubt.
1: Okay, I'll ask you a question, Danny. Feel free to chime in. You have a game of four on four. It is Peyton, Carl Malone, Kobe, and Shaq against LeBron, Anthony Davis, Westbrook, and Carmelo Anthony. Who wins?
2: The current, the 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 current. Yeah,
3: Lakers, probably the Lakers. Yeah, the current. No, no, they're probably like, the, probably the current. No, Lakers. the
2: current ones rather than the O4
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think LeBron's team wins.
1: You, you make the case because they have the height, right? But honestly, Anthony Davis could not handle. By the way, if you throw in Dwight Howard as well, you put all these guys in their prime. Mm
2: -hmm. I don't know. Oh, in their their prime. In their prime. It's it's tough.
1: They're all Hall of Famers. The the
2: thing that jumps out to me, if we're talking about in their prime, uh, Gary Payton in his prime was a transcendent point guard.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. And he was a great defensive player. Yes. Right. They called him glove for a reason. But here's the thing. For as great as Anthony Davis is, he could not handle Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. LeBron James would be able to cover Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. Carmelo would cover nobody. (laughs) Right? Yeah. All right. uh, That's going to do it for us. (laughs) Alex, great job today, as always. Same with you, Danny. Are you sad? Tomorrow's your final day there, Mace?
2: Uh, I am, but uh, you know what? It might be the final combine here, although Indianapolis making a push to keep it. There are other cities that are bidding to... Get it. I hope it stays here. We're in a good routine here. It's easy to get around. So I hope it stays.
1: Bring it to Denver. Bring it to
2: Denver. Uh, It's not, it wouldn't be as easy there.
1: Yeah, I know, because we don't have this hotel space, even though Denver is able to host the Democratic National Convention.
2: No, oh, stop it. They've got the hotel space for the Combine. The whole thing, the reason it works here is the stadium is connected to the convention center, and everything is within walking distance, and Denver doesn't quite work that way.
3: Walk.
1: Uber, Lyft. Make it happen. Make wow. it happen, Michael Silver. It's too easy I'm here. kidding. Roger Goodell. Actually, I'd rather have Silver as the commissioner of football. Make it the best possible night you can. Get me out
0: of my I am it!